Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. That's Dennis Halnan. He's one of the employee owners here at Tab. Comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And so feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out. Plenty of concerns out there. 860-522-9842. Um, along, you know, there's so much going on when it comes to really cybersecurity. I mean, the concerns of the old when we started the show was like, how come my floppy drive isn't working? And uh, <laughs> how do I get that printer to talk to my parallel port? And you're gonna, you're, t- you're probably like, what's a parallel port? <laughs> well, then they went to serial port. Just kidding. And then you got IDE and, and all that type of stuff. And then we went to say Oh yeah, and then, and then having to put having to set jumpers on your motherboards. Yeah, and yeah. The old good, the old days, Dennis. Of oh, being yeah. a, being a geek was actually fun. You could really sink your teeth into stuff. Yeah. Now we're dealing with just the ridiculousness of cybersecurity, which has gotten way out of hand. Very. Um, and we spend most of our careers protecting you from your operating system. That's right. And uh, that's what we're going to do here today. Help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Get online. Um, early is better. We're here from 9 in the morning, right about now, till 11 <laughs> in the morning. And you guys seem to all wake up at 1030. Oh. Um, but feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out. We had some crazy caller uh, last Saturday talk about how, unfortunately, he was convinced to feed $15,000 of his savings into a, um, a Bitcoin box. And we found more information on that, and I um, actually we posted it. There was actually yeah, a, it's on, a it's on the website. There was a, a person in Houston, Texas, somewhere. I'm not gonna say Houston, but Texas, somewhere, where a woman was doing the exact same thing, and mm-hmm. the sheriff went ahead and went to the uh, the fake money box there and ripped it open and took her cash out and gave it back to her. Right. And uh, good for him because well, absolutely. Yeah. And and now the the guy that the guy that uh, has the Bitcoin ATM in his store is mad, right? And of course, the Bitcoin company is mad. We had no idea. If you these 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 stupid, I don't know what you want to call them, the fake money converter boxes are out there for cryptocurrency. There's hundreds and hundreds of these things located in these gas stations. So I, I don't know what. Like you, you walk into a gas station, you pay for your gas, you grab a Slim Jim, and you stick your hard-earned money into a into a. <laughs> Crypto box? I mean, I don't get it. If, if if you didn't know enough to think to, to understand that crypto is is not a good idea, that's where people are sticking their money. They're literally going in, buying a gator. No, 
buying a Mountain Dew, <laughs> getting a Slim Jim, and sticking their cash into a crypto box. You know, as as Bill Gates said, it's based on greater fool theory, mm-hmm. and uh, they're sticking it where all the fools go, I guess. I mean, yeah. stop it, people. Stop yeah. it. And this poor guy dropped $15,000 in there because he was convinced he was talking to um, the FBI and Microsoft thanks to mm-hmm. a scam that hit him. So we'll talk about, let's talk about some of the new stuff that, Dennis, is going on as far as you know, what, you know, what's in the news. Anything you want to bring up? Well, we have, a, we have an issue with Apple. Oh, of course we do. Yeah. This uh, goes back a ways, though. This, the, yeah, this is an old issue. Yeah. This has to do with uh, Apple, uh, well, iPhone batteries. Yes, over time, they degrade. Of course they do. Everything does. Uh, including so, me. Right. <laughs> and me. Yeah. You feel it well, happening every day. Apple very helpfully yes. introduced software that steps down. Oh, very helpfully about this. Yes. They slowed your machine down. Right. It steps down the CPU and the phone and some other parts in order to preserve the battery life. Right. Because, of course, you can't just open up a iPhone and replace the battery. Of course not. So they did it's this sealed in. This was very helpful per se. I'll put that in air quotes. Helpful <laughs> uh, to try to save your phone because they didn't want you know the battery was not able to hold enough juice, so it slowed it down. And then you looked at your phone and said, "Geez, my phone's not working so well. I guess I need a new one." I guess. And that's what people uh, went out and did. And this uh-huh. is Apple to a T. And class action lawsuits been filed, and I guess they finally have run out of appeals, and they have to start cutting checks, right? Uh, yes, they do. Good. Well, I, I think it's what five hundred million. Yeah, five hundred million. A half a billion dollars to you folks who uh, just had a funny feeling your phone was not working the way it should. But sadly, that's probably half a day's profit for the corporation, no, so they can easily cut that check and just keep doing whatever the heck they want. Right. Now, we can put a link to the story, but if you have, I think it was like an iPhone 7 now. Yeah, this, these are older models, this definitely. And, and yeah, the, the litigation took a while to carry through the courts. Okay. But, you know, you guys can, your Apple devotees can get some little bit of cash back and uh, buy your next iPhone, I guess, uh, and hope they're not doing that to you now. In other news, we want to make sure you guys are aware, um, and we're seeing this in our client base, um, there are folks who are calling up businesses and saying, hey, we noticed you're having trouble with QuickBooks. Now, if I had a nickel for every time we ever heard of companies having trouble with QuickBooks, I'd be driving a better car. <laughs> and so this is basically a common thing. The bad guys, again, these are these are bad these are institutional bad guys, right? They're sitting in some in some nice air-conditioned office in the third world somewhere calling you up and saying, "Hey, I noticed you're having trouble with QuickBooks." And and if you ask anybody out there who uses QuickBooks and somebody says, "Hey, do you have trouble with QuickBooks?" What are they going to uh, say? They're going to say, "Yes, right. of course." So what do they do? They take the call and they end up Letting them into their computer, these are the bad guys literally sitting over there laughing all the way to the bank as they go ahead into your QuickBooks system and then maybe mess with how you do ACH payments or receive payments and maybe change, maybe change, go into your computer and put some footholds in there so they can come back later. Right. Um, basically, they're literally calling you up and saying, do you have Prince Albert in the can? Right. In the old days, <laughs> you did because you, you're t- tobacco, right? Same idea. Nowadays, it's do you have a problem with QuickBooks? Well, yes, I do. Well, we're here to help you. I'll tell you right now, there is no technology business on the planet that would ever call you and say, I hear you're having trouble with our stuff. Can we help you? 
It's not a thing. No, it never happens. They it don't care. It never happens. It never happens. All these companies don't care and would never in a million years call you up and say, I hear you're having trouble with our stuff. Can we help you? So just remember that. Don't think they're being nice. These are the bad guys, and, and obviously do not let them into your computer. If you have, contact your IT service provider because you probably have malicious software and footholds that have been placed there by the bad guys that they're going to come back later and use to compromise your system. And if you do not have a good EDR or MDR technology on your computer, it will not notice those things. Um, so you're, you're going to be very vulnerable. Anything else you want to bring up, Dennis? Well, uh, Tesla yeah. is uh, now facing some accusations mm. by some of their own engineers that uh -oh. are speaking out. Whistleblowers. Yeah. They uh, claim that there was a weakness in the autopilot mm. feature, yeah. which is not an autopilot. It's not. It's not autopilot, people. No. It's, okay? enhanced, it's enhanced cruise control, for crying out loud. My wife's minivan yeah. has the same thing. Yeah. A lot of cars do. Yes. And- with Tesla, though, it's autopilot. With everybody else, it's, I don't know, collision avoidance or something Enhanced that they call it. Enhanced cruise control. Yeah. But what, whatever you call it, yeah. um, there was a driver that was killed because of it. Oof. And Tesla, of course, the executives knew about it, uh -oh. but they never fixed it. According to the engineer. According to these engineers. Gotcha. Right. That's the accusation. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's pretty serious. Yeah. And so this is a story that's out by who's got this story? Uh, it's the Register. Oh, our friends are across favorite, the pond. Our favorite blog over in uh, the UK. Yeah. All right. So again, if you, you be careful running that autopilot. Um, you know, it's not all it's chopped up uh, to be. Chopped up. <laughs> there may be more to that phrase than you thought. I know. <laughs> I mean, sorry. if you're in an emergency vehicle parked on a highway and you see a Tesla coming at you, you hope it's not an autopilot because it will not no. see you and it'll smash no. right into you. That's right. It's like you're. It's like it sees you as a target. Um, in other news, Spotify. This is kind of a funny show. Oh. So, being that we're a podcasted show, right? You know, we want you guys to subscribe over to the Odyssey app, and we're not on Spotify. We're on Odyssey. But you know, I thought this was kind of interesting. Spotify reportedly has a thirty-eight million dollar white noise problem. What? Yes. <laughs> What? So Spotify is spending a lot of money on podcasts that don't actually involve any talking. So basically, people are putting up these podcasts of like white noise to help you go to sleep, you know, like oh, rain okay. and just All noise right. and crashing waves. And they're more popular than you think. And the, and the reason is that the popularity has been so high is that they've been unwittingly pushing them in front of users thanks to an algorithm um, that is supposed to design to be pushed for talk content. So clearly some programmer screwed up and somehow thinks white noise is the same as what we're doing. Now, maybe that is the truth. Maybe that's the, <laughs> maybe we can put you to sleep. You know, talk versus white noise. Maybe that's it. Uh, but they make these creators behind these podcasts make money off the ads that play during the episodes. And that really was some uh, suggest that white noise podcasters could rake in $18,000 a month. So you literally Ooh. just have to put up static. <laughs> and you can make wow. $18,000 a month podcasting. Um, basically, White Noise Podcast made up 3 million daily consumption hours. 3 million hours. What? Yep. Welcome to the internet, my friend. It's being used for all sorts of crazy stuff. Imagine the bandwidth being consumed just to hear static. <laughs> White noise. Oh. I mean, have you seen Poltergeist? That's how it started. Oh, right. Um, there. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you can make $18,000. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I don't know. It's basically um, something that you just can't make up, and um, Spotify is going to try to fix that. These are all algorithm issues, right? Yeah. You know, they push something, but but it's being pushed in front of you, and people are consuming it. That's the other thing that's kind of funny. Anything else you want to bring up there, Dennis? Yeah, speaking of algorithms, yeah, uh, HP is facing a class action lawsuit oh, okay. over their multifunction printers. Yeah, uh, it seems that they suddenly can't scan anymore mm-hmm. if they don't have ink in the printing head. So you guys can figure out this is kind of weird, right? Why would you stop scanning if you can't don't have ink anymore? It doesn't make any sense, right? I mean, yeah, I mean they're two completely different parts of the device. Multifunction and right, they sell these as multifunction. It's supposed to do multiple different things, right? It's supposed to f- actually, it's supposed to actually function. Yes, that'd be nice. <laughs> right. And so but, it's not functioning when there's no ink, even though when you're doing the scanning process, folks, you don't need ink to do that. Yeah, they're, well, they're facing a class action suit, and I think uh, Canon had something like this. Mm. I think that's moving ahead already. Gotcha. Um, but I guess the case against HP was just picked up by the judge and is moving along. All right. And uh, HP's defense is pretty much, well, we told you kind of oh, it's that part this of the is what's going to happen. When you agree to open well, the box. Well, not only in the EULA, but mm-hmm. in the uh, just the literature about the product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go to like Amazon, look up the tech specs, that, that language. Says right in there, this thing will not work if you don't. It doesn't have ink in say it. that. That's oh. the problem. Oh. But it does. It does hint that it might not scan without ink. It hints at it. Unbelievable. And that is their defense in court. Uh, how desperate? I mean, that's, that's <laughs> I crazy. Don't know. How desperate do you have to be? <laughs> So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, taking your computer comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number, and we will do our best to help you out. So get online early because uh, you guys all seem to wake up in about an hour. And then Carolyn's trying to – she's like a, a one-armed paper hanger and uh, <laughs> trying to take all your calls and push all the buttons. So call up early and get online. We'll be right back. It was this guy's birthday. Oh, yeah. And Carolyn is doing her best to keep it going. That's cool. Feel free to get online, and we'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. 860-522-9842 is the number. Let's go to Ken in Windsor first. What's happening, Ken? Oh, Ken, you there? Hey, Eric. hey good morning. Um, yes, I'm, I'm here. Good morning. And uh, I wanted to ask a question, some questions about uh, adding a, a network attached device, yeah. storage device to my mm-hmm. network. Okay. Um, I got about six questions about that. Um, um, can I connect that through a um, a switch? Because I don't have any Ethernet ports uh, on my router anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Just plug it in. Okay, and um, and. Um, how do I access that remotely? Do they supply software for that? Yes, they will. Um, I happen to have a Western Digital NAS, 
and they provide software yes. that lets you get at it uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that requires you to set up, uh, you know, anything in your router to get it through so that your network isn't always open. Um, it's just software. It connects with your drive and it lets you get to your files. It's very nice. Mm-hmm. It works very well. Can you use Can you use the software on a phone as well? Yes, they have mobile apps. Yep, they have a okay. they have desktop apps for Windows and Mac, and mm-hmm. they have uh, mobile apps for all platforms. And this is Western Digital, but it's probably similar across other NASs. Oh, I yes, yeah, I yeah, they they all have to be doing the same thing. Okay, um, now. I was thinking I would put it in a RAID 1 configuration, so if something failed, you know, I still wouldn't lose my data. Is that what you would recommend? It is. The irony, though, of these NASs lately Mm. is that, you know, even in the case of Western Digital, and we can put up the article, if they stop updating it, like when when these NASs, quote-unquote, go out of support, um, in the case of, I think, Western Digital, they just blew all the, all the data went away, right? They just lost all well, the data. Well, what happened was they went end of life, Yeah, these particular models. Oh, right, right, right. right. Then there was an exploit right. that somebody was using to destroy all the data on them. Yeah. So you know, And then Western Digital was asked about it, and they said, hey, you're going to help these people out and keep their data safe? And they're like, nope, it's out of, these are end of life. End We're of not life. doing nothing. So unfortunately, when you're when you're buying these NASs, they have a short lifespan. Sadly, it's not like buying a refrigerator or a dishwasher or a TV. You're buying a device that these companies won't stand behind after they quote unquote are end of life, and they doom they doom they deem end of life, which is a doom um, of about three years, maybe four years. So keep that in mind. You're going to invest all your time and energy. You're going to put your stuff out there. You're going to do your RAID one, which is great to protect against the drive failure inside the NAS. We don't disagree with that. But ironically, you got to protect yourself from the company of, that you're buying the, the hardware from. Well, yeah, Synology seems to be the bigger name, I think, in that mm-hmm. market. Yep. Yeah, we like yes. Synology NASs. Yeah, they and they they tend to support their devices a lot longer until they don't. Until they don't, right? And there's always going to be some breakpoint, right? That's the thing with IT. Well, we we I like the company you- until we don't. <laughs> <laughs> And I know you still have to back up occasionally, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, your your NAS, if that's your only source of, of location of your data, then you really don't have a backup. Right. Even with a RAID, people think a RAID is a backup. It's not. It's just, no, it's it, just a mitigation against one type of failure. Right. It's protection for drive failure, but not for other kinds of failures. Right. Now, um... Hey, Ken, before you ask the next... Always- before you ask the next question, we believe it or not, we're coming against the bottom of the hour. Can we hold you over? Oh, yes. Yes, certainly. All right. We're going to hold Ken over. and We'll talk more about NASs and what you can do and how you use them and all the other questions you might have. Feel free to get online. We're also on the old Facebook page. If you want to follow us over at Tab Computer Systems or WTIC's Facebook page, you can watch us there, share it out, make some comments, post it out so Zuckerberg deems it worthy. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. And we are back. This is Computer Talk, and we're here till 11 o'clock. And we got a couple lines open. 860-522-9842 is the number. Feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go back to uh, Ken. Oh, sorry, IS. Thank you. Dennis is the best. <laughs> Wanted to remind you that we do have an e-cycling event in East Hartford. Believe it or not, the historic District of East Hartford, which according to, is on there according to the Googles, is where our shop is, our corporate headquarters, as it were. Uh, stop by on uh, September 9th. Put this in your in your calendar. If you've got e-waste, like old cell phones, old printers, computers, laptops, and you don't want to have them find them their way into a landfill, uh, we will responsibly recycle recycle them. Partnering up with EOSI, also an East Hartford company. Um, who specializes in electronic waste and collecting um, ink cartridges that need to be filled and and reused, recycling recycling those and toner cartridges. So they're going to be joining us as well. So we're broadcasting live from Tab. You can swing by. Just it's like a drive-through scenario where you've got your e-waste drive-through. Uh, we'll be broadcasting the show and trying to get this e-waste responsibly recycled. Um, we've been doing e-cycling for our customers, our clients for probably 15 or 18 years now um, is just a service we offer our customers. And we figured we'd offer it to the general public. As you guys know, we don't support the general public, but uh, in this case, we'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? So share share our event on the old Facebook so people know about it. Let us know if you're coming or not. And uh, the more you guys share this out there, the better it'll be for folks who want to get rid of their e-cycling, get rid of this, this technological garbage and have it not end up in a landfill. Because some of that precious metals and some of that stuff can be reused again. Yeah. And um and it's, it's valuable. Exactly. It's valuable material. Not to you. Well, <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> so, we want to remember September 9th, there's a, we'll put a link up there for you guys to to uh get that. Our links are again are slow. We're not sure what's going on. Yeah. We'll get our, uh, mm. I I I have put in all the links. Yeah, they're just not popping into the yet. the site, they're just not showing up at, at on the outside. Yeah, we're going to have to get our web mistress on that. Let's go to uh, Ken again in Windsor talking about NASAs. What's happening, Ken? What else did you want to ask about? Um, 
Are these always uh, mechanical drives? No. That are used in the NAS? Not always. You can Not choose, always. So, you, you can choose to use SSD. Okay. So I guess it's just a matter of cost to there, how much you want to spend, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. If you okay, um, the other thing is by putting this on a on a network and being able to access it, are there security concerns? Because I, I if I put financial stuff on there or personal stuff that I don't want people to get a hold of, am I opening myself up to maybe potential problems? Technically, yes. Yeah, technically, but the aperture of attack that somebody can use to get at it. Mm-hmm is much smaller when it's on a NAS on your own home network right. than it would be if you put it on the cloud, like in mm-hmm. you know OneDrive or, or Google Drive or whatever. Yeah, good point. Because all of that data is just sitting out there. It's internet-facing all the time. Now, right. somebody needs credentials to get to it, but there are ways around that sometimes. Well, they just ask you for your credentials and you get right. it. Right, yeah. but if you've got... The, the the data stored on a NAS in your own network. Right, behind your quote-unquote firewall. Behind your right firewall, now. and you have what's called a dynamic uh, IP address facing the Internet, mm-hmm. it's almost impossible for the bad guys to even know where you are. Right. That's not to say that they can't get at it, right? but the, the, the chances are vastly smaller. The vector that they would probably use would be some sort of maintenance ability of that NAS that, A, we're not aware of mm-hmm. because the manufacturer hasn't told you about the vector they forgot to tell you about, <laughs> um, and or yeah. the vector they would use would be the software that you're using yourself to get to these NASs where there's another vulnerability or some sort of configuration problem where they yeah. can access multiple users' NAS systems due to some misconfiguration, not on your part, generally by the manufacturer. Uh, and of course, the other way, a third way they can do it is by phishing you and getting your credentials right. for whatever the service it is that you're using to connect to the NAS from outside. So the the answer is general well, is that, yes, but you're probably okay. But go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, that's good news because we have all kinds of clouds right now, and I wanted to pull all that stuff down and just keep it myself rather mm-hmm. than you know paying for all those services. Yeah, and remember, uh, do you have any recommend? Well, when you pull it off the cloud, it may not come away from the cloud. <laughs> you know, oh. you, you might be able to copy it from it, but you may not actually be able to destroy it from it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's kind of the issue with the cloud. Once you stick your stuff on somebody else's servers, whatever EULA was out there, and or whether or not they've even done a good job, I can probably find story after story, you can probably Google it right now, of data that you, people thought they had removed from the cloud that was still there. After they thought they removed oh, it, yeah. So that's another snag about putting your. You don't know where you th- you threw your stuff. You know, we're chucking it everywhere out yeah. there. What was your other question? It, uh, the last one is: Do you have any recommendations on models uh, that m- might be used, uh, or should I just do my own homework to read about the different manufacturers and models and pricing? Well, you we mentioned two manufacturers that are pretty good: Synology and Western Digital. Um, I, we would tell you, I mean, I would tell you to look at, you know, dr- mirrored drives, RAID array, two drives, and buy as much storage as you can afford. Um, believe it or not, storage prices continue to go down. So the days of six terabyte drives, now you could probably get a 10 terabyte drive for the same price as a six. Now these would be spinny drives. These would be slow. Like the idea of a NAS is really not speed. It's 
the amount that you can save. Yeah. Yeah. So spinning is probably the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just comes down to your budget. You yeah, know, my you, thoughts. You're gonna look at about a thousand dollars, or a little maybe eight hundred or so for eight or nine hundred, depending on what you get for how much storage you want. Um, that's probably you're gonna end up with a a two drive type of chassis, and then whatever drives you put in there. Very good. All right, Ken. Thanks well, thank for thank you very much. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Okay, later. Bye bye. See ya. All right, so he's gonna be putting some stuff out there. That's a refreshing conversation. There aren't enough people that want to, you know, preserve their data internally. Right. And they again, uh, we could probably they do, just rely on the cloud as a backup. And, we could probably do some Google searches and find, you know, where you thought you removed your stuff from the cloud and it was still there. Mm-hmm. Um. And that can be that can be a bit of an issue. Let's go to Mark in Bristol next. What's happening, Mark? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. I got up bright and early today at nine thirty to call you guys. There you go. Hey, Carol, <laughs> Carolyn appreciates that. Bright and early. Anyway, um, I'll make it short. It's a little bit complicated, but I'll make it as short as I can. All right. Uh, I'm that volunteer guy from Bristol, and I'm helping a, a student. Uh, attach a computer to his Dell 4300 i7 desktop. Nice. It's uh, it's one of the simplest things in, that I've ever should have done or that ever done. Mm-hmm. Yet I can't, I'm having problems. And what's happening is he's got an Epson Artesian 835 printer, and it's new enough to work with Windows 10. And ironically... I'll give you the backstory first. When he got the computer, which was recently, we got it for him at a computer show. It's a refurbished model. His old printer, which was this Artesian 835, mm-hmm. I easily went to the Epson website and set it up, and it was printing. I didn't download and install any utilities because he's an older gentleman and really didn't need any. He just needed to print. Mm-hmm. Long story short, all of a sudden, he needs the scanner to work. So he calls me, and he says, I've got the disk for it. Can you come over and install the, 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 the utility so I can scan? So I put the disk in, and I try and run it. I run it, run it. It doesn't work. And I didn't do my due diligence and look at the disk. It wasn't for the right printer, the correct printer. No, that'll cause trouble. So oh. I don't know if that caused the, caused the whole thing. So I went back to Epson website, and here's my real dilemma. I looked at that download again. And it said it was for would would work for Windows 10, 32 and 64, and everything prior to that. So I do, then I click on the download download uh, radio button. Yep. And all of a sudden, it doesn't include Windows 64, just Windows 10, 32. 32 mm-hmm. So I ran it any anyway and installed it. And when I click print, it just empties the paper bin. It's just lost its mind. It so, empties the paper bin with nothing being printed on it. Just correct. Yikes. Yeah, and and it I kept I've deleted the printers, the, everything from device manager, and it's the, the easiest thing I, I should have ever had to do, but I just can't seem to. I just gave up after an hour, and I figured let me call the guys tomorrow because it's mm. Friday. All right, my suggestion is that you probably have some kind of a driver in there that was left over from that installation from the incorrect disk. Yeah. Okay. And what you're probably going to want to do is get um, an uninstaller utility to clean out anything associated with Epson that might still be on the computer. 
and we can put a link to something up that will help you with that. Yeah. Okay. There is one. There's actually a tool. Oh, there's actually several from uh, Epson. No, no, oh, no. Oh. This is a third-party gotcha. uninstaller and cleanup tool. Gotcha. Because as we all know, when you run the uninstall for an app in mm. Windows yeah. or in Mac, eh, there's stuff that's get, that gets left behind. Right. These are utilities that look at the installation itself before you remove it. Right. And then it runs the uninstaller, but then it checks everything that was left behind and it purges it completely. There you go. So that's what I would do, and we'll we'll post a link to something for you. And the links are delayed on the website, but yeah, you should be able to find it on Yeah, you have to wait until Facebook. later today. Okay, yeah, great. That, that. That's actually what I concluded. That's why I, uh, I gave up yesterday. Yep. Uh, was because um, I, it, well, when I installed it the first time, it printed fine, and it even Word, Excel, everything he could use. Now I can't even get it to print. Actually, it accidentally printed a picture and wasted a lot of his ink. Oh, but, wow. So I assumed that something was left over from the disk, which I did, I should have looked at and accidentally used. Mm -hmm. That's okay. You're human, man. It's okay. Don't beat yourself up. But this is, I mean, it shouldn't be this this crazy. It really should just either yeah. work or not work, not sort of work. Um, oh, and Mike G found an explicit uninstaller for the Artisan 835. Very interesting. And so uh, we'll post that too. We'll post both links. Well, that's telling. But that would that would tell me that, that Epson is aware of an issue with this. Right. If you're actually designing an uninstall for your own utility, your own, then you know you got a problem. And we would tell you also, once you get this cleaned up, you should have the full utility loaded. Um, I would tell you to make it a habit of doing that for your for the folks you help because um, having the full utility for the printer um, will also help with updates and patches. And yes, it's going to nag them and sell them print ink and stuff like that. We know, but at least it's going to have the right tools and help them stay current with the uh, updates. Right. Do you, th do you think I should give any credence to the fact that it says uh, before I, I do the download that it's for six, Windows 64-bit as well, Windows 10, but then when I get the next screen to actually download, it doesn't include 64? I mean, it, it says Windows 32 explicitly and then goes all the way back to Windows 7. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you should be worried about it. You can run 32-bit drivers in a 64-bit OS. You just uh, can't it, do the they reverse. can install, yeah. Oh, okay. You just can't go the other way. You can't load 64-bit okay. in a 32-bit environment. Fantastic. Thank you so much, guys. You saved me a lot, several hours of research probably. I appreciate uh, it. Our pleasure. Okay, take care. You Thank got you. it, Mark. You're welcome. All right, so he's going to go out there and install. Just when you thought installing a printer was easy, <laughs> right? It's just not. I mean, I, the stuff that we deal with, I was talking to – one of our clients who has a ski resort, and I was talking to him about, you know, imagine if you had these, your families come out and they they fell every five seconds. You know, <laughs> that's what IT is all about. No, nobody's calling us about all the happy times they're having with IT. You know, skiing down the mountains, swishing along. They call because it, silly things like Mark's uh, issue. But Carolyn's yelling at me, so I got to go to a break. We got four lines wide open 860 522 9842. Get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We'll be right back. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. All right, let's get back to work here. 
help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And we're going to go to John and Avon next. What's going on, John? Hi, you guys. I um, always enjoy your program. Thanks. Hi. Always? Hey, um, That's a strong word. Always? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, um, it's good. That's right. We're looking for the most part. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> Frontier did the upgrade to their high speed. Yeah. Um, it was a no-brainer for me because they were giving me a better price. And so, yeah. anyway, um, uh, it's an Aris uh, NGV something. I could give you the numbers. But uh, <laughs> Uh-oh, you're breaking up. What, what are you saying, John? Um, ay, ay, ay. Can't hear you, John. We're going to put you back on hold. Maybe you have to get to a better cell service there. That's the one drawback at talk radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea what he was saying. Um, let's go to uh, Rick in Waterbury for a call. What's going on, Rick? Hey, I got a question about um, hackers uh-huh. and all kinds of stuff that you have to do for your uh, Google, uh, cool pad and all this kind of security stuff that you have to do. And I'm not sure what to do or what's a Google cool pad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's one of the things they question about. And, uh, I don't know. Uh, so are you saying all these, sec- uh, all these security things that you have to do? Uh, yeah. Well, the biggest thing you can do is put in two-factor authentication on all of your services. Anything you're doing, whether it be your your bank account, your retirement accounts, make sure there's two-factor authentication where when you log in as Rick from Waterbury, something also asks, it has to send a text to your phone or have you tap an app to confirm or or tap a key, a Yubico key, that says you are Rick from Waterbury. That, if you do that, if you turn on 2FA on your services, you will be much less likely to be impacted by quote-unquote hackers. Mm. Is that what you're looking for with your call? I think. Okay. I, I know I went to the library and used their computer there. Yeah. And when I got home, uh, it, I got all these all these kind of uh, messages and stuff that, um, you know, somebody's going to use your website and uh, hackers and uh, hmm. all kind of questions. Well, basically, if you logged in to a service on a different device, the service yeah. is going to say, hey, somebody logged into this service on this device. Was yes, was exactly. this was this you? And in the case in this case, the answer is yes, right? It was you. So right. th- that is a security feature, but it can kind of freak you out because you're saying to yourself, "All right, was it me?" Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So we would tell you not to use public devices like that for anything well, that's important because there's caches that also occur where you've typed that in, and also if I'm a bad guy, I can put some keylogger software on those devices that are public. And the library may or may not know. So I'll tell you to avoid that. But those services are giving you the feedback you want. You're gonna, they're telling you, hey, somebody tried to log in as you. Now, if they tried to log in as you from you know, San Luis Obispo or something like that, then you get a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it, it just means they tried. It doesn't mean they succeeded either. Does that help you, Rick? We're running out of time. It did help a lot. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Good luck out there. Turn on all that two-factor authentication, all right? <laughs> All right. All right.
It's a dog-eat-dog world, and we're all wearing milk bone underwear, as, as uh, Norm would say. We're going to go ahead and get to your calls. Feel free to get online. 860-522-9842 is the number. We'll be right back. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 